We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, living it up for Mildura Living Magazine, summer issue out now. Yeah, have you actually seen it, Donnie? How are you, by the way? Good, Jade, how are you? Good. 39 not out last week. Yes, yes. Pull the microphone a bit closer to you. I thought I would have trained you blokes by now. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Save the day, I hear. No, just played my part. Look, oh, what a load of rubbish. Played my part. You know what? You may as well take all the praise you can get because you don't often get... I was giving you praise the week before with your wicket-keeping skills. I got told that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I probably shouldn't do that. But Luke said... We um, we chased down 180, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big score to chase down. We've got some pretty good batsmen, so... Uh, we're pretty confident. Um, Tom was made 46, didn't he? Yeah, Tommy 46. Uh, he should have probably made 100. Mm. But we rocked up. Uh, we played at Reckless on the Caravan Park side. Yeah. And we couldn't tell which pitch we were going to play on. They had a hard wicket and a turf pitch, and they were both as green as each other. Oh, really? We ended up playing on the <laughs> turf, and they made 180, and we chased it down with four overs to go, which was brilliant. Wow. Mm. That's impressive. Yeah. Well done. Mm. How are you guys positioned? Will you make finals? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. we're... Um, Sorry, I asked. I think we're sitting third, but... We're sitting third, but we're equal top because Nursery Ridge and Oyen have lost two games also, and that's all we've lost. So you say you're sitting third. How many teams is there? Isn't there only like four or five teams? No, there's five. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so that's why top I four. Asked. Top four. We can't it, really, yeah. Is so, it, okay. All right. I, I think, yeah. Well, the team we played on the weekend, which was Millowa. Millowa, yeah. They are fourth. So we beat them. Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Been speaking long? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> used to, used to <laughs> no, I won't even say that. No, don't. Don't um, go there. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, we're going all right. Good. Mm. Excellent. I'm mm. glad to hear it. Yeah, go um, My husband was a bit devastated. I did get a text message because I wasn't going to go all the way there and it was 35 <laughs> degrees, but he said uh, second ball duck. And then when I told Iggy Jukes, yeah. who just cracks me up every time I speak to him, I saw uh, the Jukes mobile down the street the other day. It must yeah. have been Monday or Tuesday. And I said to him, I said, did you hear how many Luke made? He goes, <laughs> nah, how many? I said, oh, second ball duck. <gasps> Did he? <laughs> he was the most excited I reckon Actually, I've ever was seen Actually, it was great him. when Iggy played last week, took that catch. Oh, how um, good was it? That was probably the highlight of uh, our cricketing year, I reckon, yeah, so far. I reckon. Um, in fact, I need to play some of those highlights, and I will yeah. in this episode because yeah, we've no, sort of was, been – he was great. Yeah, he's um, – we all before the game we said you know um, if Iggy's gets a, gets a ball on the boundary you got to meet him halfway with the throw yeah no way mate he was throwing over the head trying to get it back to the keeper so. yeah and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be treated like a ten year old no, no, he he's wants great. to play with the big boys yeah no he's great great yeah. kid and um oh big cricketing future if it all goes well for yeah. him anyway and at yeah. least now he's got the pathway to play se- like he's playing mm. senior cricket at ten years old yeah and we uh had our first Rangers oh actually probably our second Rangers baby on the weekend or during last week. Yeah, the second. Second? Yeah, yeah. following um, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron and Vanessa. Vanessa. Yep. Yeah, so Tommy and and Jazz had their little boy. So, That's um, cute too. Yeah, so we're going in hopefully 10, 15 years' time or maybe a bit more maybe. Or maybe. Oh, Iggy's only 10, so yeah. maybe 10 years. And it might even be a mixed competition by then with any luck. Well, hopefully, Girls yeah. as well. Because yeah. they've got a few girls playing um, Woolworths yeah. Blast, yeah. which is great. Yeah. No, yeah. it'd be good, be good. Yeah. Uh, it will be good. Well, well done, Donny. Credit where credit's due, as you always say. 39 not out and save the just, day um, from all reports. Yeah, just just call me the finisher now. So. <laughs> the finisher. I'm going to have an just, intro um, produced that says the finisher. I'd like to be introduced as uh, Bevan, Michael Bevan. So. <laughs> wow. You're going back a while, aren't you? Yeah, not many young kids in there <laughs> that was. Just Google him. <laughs> just Google him. Um, it was well, funny, actually. I was uh, Monday morning. I spoke to Jake uh, McDermott. He works at Swan Hill Chemicals. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I know Jake. Yeah, I heard you. Heard you bloody had a good day on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, you just call me Michael from now on. He reckons Michael. I said Michael Bevan. He reckons who's Michael Bevan? I was going to say he wouldn't know. He's yeah. far too young. Said, Mate, the coronavirus has wrecked your brain as well. So. <laughs> I doubt it. He's far too young. But I remember I had when I was a teenager. You remember the calendars, and this is before, you know, The all season calendar. Well, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was the Men for All Seasons calendar. The AFL used to do one. Cricket used to yeah. do one. And Michael Bevan and Michael Slater were <laughs> in this calendar, and I bought it specifically for that reason. Yeah. Michael Slater mm. would have been a little hairy monkey, wouldn't he, <laughs> They kind of all were because manscaping wasn't a thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, actually, going back, 
probably 2001. Mm-hmm. The Romvale Football Club done one of those. Really? Mm, Good can, fundraiser. If you can get your hands on that. I got one, actually. Mm. I had one. No, it wasn't 2000. The, the last one, because it was Meeks and Megan that organised one. No, and I, that was I wasn't in that one. I was in the two thousand actually a kid oh. by the name of Adam Brimer I don't know back then. Oh Paul, Paul Evans was a coach. Right. Mm. So I think that was he coached two thousand and one, two thousand and two, so it would have mm. been around then. Right, okay. That one there. there was one later which would have been ten years ago, maybe. Because yeah. I had one of those hanging up in my um office. So where's Charlie? I obviously only get to call him when he's unavailable. No, so. I didn't even check with Charlie uh, this oh, week. Oh, really? Well, you're the finisher. I thought uh, we can't. I can't really go past um, getting you in, can I? Well, SCN actually rang me. They, they heard about it. <laughs> it did they? <laughs> and they actually um, wanted me to go on. I said, boys, just relax, you know. <laughs> Contracted to the Vale podcast. Got to go on there Yeah, for that's it. right. At so least tomorrow you- morning, 6.30. Actually, I'll be on there and um, talking about my how good I was on the weekend. <laughs> Will you really? No. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know whether you're talking rubbish or no, not. No, no, no. I'm waiting for Tim and Gary to get back there on holidays at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm not they? a big fan of uh, Julian DeScoop, whatever his name is. No, already, me so. neither. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. Well, what else has happened in the in the big metropolis? How how did you fare? Oh no, your your Ute's not great after the oh, hailstorm. Yeah, no. Look, we didn't get any hail damage on our vines. Well, that's good. But my Ute copped a bit of a battering at <laughs> cricket trainer. Now, Donny, I would have thought you'd be smart enough to know. What's that? You don't drive a car when it's hailing. When it's hailing, pull over. Yeah, you drive a car when it's hailing <laughs> to get to your farm to see if it's hailing there. No. That's what it's about because, you know, when the eve of picking and that comes and hits, it's pretty scary. So yeah. I was actually telling people I've probably only been in one other storm as bad as that and that mm. was in the Gold Coast going back five or six years ago. Yep. Yeah, that, that was the, probably the biggest hailstones I've seen in this area for mm. a long, long, long time. So You know, Paul, I reckon it would be 30 years, at le- it would be 30 years almost to the day that my father got wiped out with hail, yeah. his stone fruit crop. Mum wasn't working at that stage. She was yep. still home raising us being a farm housewife. Yep. What a blessed life. Yep. Um, and I remember that day and much the same thing. He drove his old ute around the farm just to, just, check. Just to check on everything, yep. came back with a handful of, and I reckon it was the closest I've ever seen Illusion. to seeing my father cry. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It's it's disheartening. You know, like, oh. and I know some growers probably over at Euston copped it worse than others and you've got to feel for them. Oh, yeah. As a grower, you know how much money you spend and how much you put out there you know, for nine months of the year and then for that to come through in – three or four minutes mm. and just stuffed your whole year up. Yeah. You know, like it's not just what it does now, it's it's for the rest of the year because yeah. you're gonna have to try to manage those vines for next year. Now. But it's only not the it's it's the year, the follow on years oh, as well. Like it takes you ten years to recover. When and once you've been wiped out, like mum went back to work and to. hasn't rested since. Yeah. yeah but, but you know, and look, yeah, the extra costs we've had this year on chemicals, fertilizers, labour mm. is unbelievable. And so everybody's Way over budget oh, for yeah. what they would have budgeted on, mm. um, you know, and that for that to happen, it's it's heartbreaking. You know, I know some guys have taken the covers off because of that badly damaged and recovered again. So there's another expense. Oh, really? Yeah, especially wow. if they're older covers. Yeah, if they were probably three or four years old. Obviously, mm. the the sun breaks them down, and apparently, it just made a mess with the covers. Oh, I reckon so, it would once they started to. It's just disheartening, and hopefully, yeah, these. The guys that did get hit, if they haven't got insurance, they can get to pick something and, and get enough money to get through. So. Can you still get insurance oh, for hail? It's not really worth it, nah, though, is it? For what it costs and what you get back. Like, this is the first year we haven't taken it out. Yeah. Um, because it's just not worth it. Yeah, premium's too high. Yeah, you know, we probably – we're lucky in one respect because we've got our you – know, we've got our blocks spread in an area. Yeah. You know, we've got – so hopefully I've got pretty unfortunate. You know, I've got a range from, you know, some – over at uh, Damascus Road, some in Happy Valley and, and one in Trentham, you know, mm. pretty pretty unlucky to get hit everywhere. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's shit. It's mm. really shit when something like that happens. Yeah. But other than that, I think picking's just about ready to go. Mm. Um, not really yeah. convinced about the domestic markets at the moment. Um, the corona's got a hold of that. Yeah. So just simply because no one's working. They're either got it or they're isolating because mm-hmm. they're close contact. So there's no one in the um, – 
in the warehouses to, to unload the trucks and then there's no one in the supermarkets to stack the bloody shelves. The so. logistics thing, I mean, truck drivers and logistics companies struggle oh. for staff anyway. Like yeah. there's a truck driver, I was talking to Vince Cordoma a few months ago yeah. or bef- before Christmas about how much he struggles to try and recruit yeah. truck drivers and I see that there's jobs on seek everywhere, everywhere at the moment, looking yeah. for forklift drivers, yeah. Yeah. truck drivers. In fact, Network House here are doing an um, expression of interest at the moment for people for forklift licences and tally handler licences, which will be good. Um, But it's getting the people to do it. Well, I deal with costers and their DC in Derriman is down in staff by 30%. Whoa. Because people have just got COVID or their close contacts. So so basically if we're going to – I was hoping to start picking tomorrow, but Mm. I'm – not going. It's not quite right, so I'll probably wait till Sunday. Yeah, could have started Saturday, but it's cricket, so I can't start Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, um, yeah, I'll kick off Sunday, and basically I've got to load it on the truck, follow the truck up, unload it at DC. Are you serious? No, I'm not oh. serious. But <laughs> this is what I mean. I never know when you're actually serious <laughs> so, or not. But that's what it's getting to, you know. Like, um, yeah, but hopefully exports a lot better, because I think overseas the situation Australia's in now—that's where they were twelve months. Twelve months ago, ago. yeah. So I think. Overseas might have sorted itself out a little bit more because mm. we're hearing it's the logistics side. It was going to be hard there, but it's it seems to have smoothed out in the last probably month or so. How are containers and freight looking though? They're, they're all been pre-ordered. Oh, good. So, you okay. know, so it's cost them a lot more. Yeah, which is going to be passed on to us, obviously. But yeah. um, they they've got their their um, shipping spaces booked and their containers booked, which is good. Oh, good. Um, and the market seemed pretty good overseas at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it pays off. Yeah. Wow. You seem remarkably positive. Yeah. I was actually really scared to call you last week. I thought after that storm nah. came through, I went, mm, oh, no, look, I'll steer, steer clear of Donnie for yeah, a week or no, so. No, it was, no, look, it was scary, but um, it's just a game we're in. Yeah, well, and yeah. that's you can't control. Even Luke, because I was coming home from Mildura, and when I came through Euston, it looked like a tornado yeah. had gone through. And then I came through Robinvale, obviously, and kind of went, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh, and got home. Yeah. and saw nuts on the ground yeah. and said to the kids, um, now when Dad gets home from cricket training, <laughs> just be make sure you're on your best yeah, behaviour because exactly. Dad might be a bit cranky. Yeah. And Peyton said, why, Mum? I went, mate, have a look Maybe at the nuts on the ground. And yeah. it was only sort of the outside vines on the, yeah. the west-facing side. Yeah. But, oh, and, and, but Luke's very, as much as he is an anxious, highly strung bloke, yeah. when it comes to things he can't control – He's really level-headed about it. So he walked yeah. in and he went, oh, yeah, there's nuts on the ground, but I can't control it. So yeah. what do I do? I still – look, people can say what they like. We've got our, we've got our struggles in our industry, mm. but the weather is still the biggest one. Yeah. You know, we can't control that. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, labour is what it is. If you want to pay, you'll get it. Have you got workers? <laughs> I think I have, but yeah. it's a day-to-day thing with these guys because if they can get more money going to the next farm, they'll jump ship. Yeah. You know, simple as that. Uh, at the moment, the contractors are saying, no, no, we've got enough workers. We should be right. We'll be right. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows when the time comes? Like, you know, it's just a day by day. You know, I, like I said, I was going to start picking tomorrow and mm. I had a crew lined up, no problem. Yeah. But, you know, until I rock up and start picking and they're there and they're, they're like halls. They'll just shop themselves around. That's all they'll do. Yeah. But, yeah, the weather's still the biggest thing. If it doesn't rain for the next three months and we've got time to get our fruit off, the labour won't be an issue. But if it rains and we all have to get it off in a hurry. It's going to rain next week, like all oh, week. That's fine. Yeah. The next week's fine. Like my, you know, the mid-indies or the early grapes yep. might struggle, but there's not a lot of those around. Mm. But, you know, as long as when it doesn't rain in middle of February, yep. the end of March, when we're picking Thompsons and Crimsons and Red Globes. Yep. And no one wants sure. rain in the middle of February, March, no. do they? Like it's pretty even universal. the wheat farmers want it. No, the wheat farmers don't want no. it. The nut farmers certainly don't exactly. want it. The grape growers don't want it. And someone, it was a uh, school teacher actually, said to me last week when the rain came through, oh, this is a nice bit of rain. I went, <gasps> say that. shut your mouth. Yeah, exactly then she went, right. why? What do you mean? I grew up yeah. in Brunswick and I went, yeah. um, do not say that out loud in an agricultural yeah. area at this time of year. Thank you very much. That's right. Maybe during the winter. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But, yeah, no, otherwise life's good. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> no, no. It's all how's, good. Um, how's James after his bout of corona? He had it, didn't he? Yeah, definitely had it. Yeah. Um, he got his PCR test back about six months after he had it. <laughs> and um, nah, he didn't even get sick. Didn't he? No. Nah. Oh, but James is a pretty healthy bloke. Oh, shit. Isn't you. he? Oh, look, him, Thomas, your yeah. two nephews, they um, – they obviously went to the Gold Coast. It's pretty mm. well documented. I suppose it hasn't been on an Australian story or something. But I think it has. But everybody knows where they got it from. And, um, yeah, they. I think they caught it the day they were there, to be honest. Did they catch anything else? 
Oh. <laughs> don't answer that. I don't want to know. Their mother listens to this. <laughs> and anyway, they would have caught it the day they got there, the night they got there, I reckon. So yeah. basically they were infectious for the whole time they yeah. were on the Gold Coast. But this is, it's no different to the story in Mildura as well. Like anywhere where you're in a crowd, well, my, close and heavy breathing. Well, another nephew of mine went to Mildura. New yeah. Eve. He caught it. Yeah, so, exactly. But James and Thomas, they basically were hung over for one week <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Earliest night they had was 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so bless. at the end of the day, he, James thought it was just a hangover for <laughs> seven days. Got back to Ronvale. They'd done the right thing. They got to Melbourne, him and uh, the five other blokes I was with. They mm-hmm. got to Melbourne. Actually, my sister was, was really responsible. She put a rapid test in their bag and said, test in Melbourne before you come home. She's a smart woman, your so sister. So they did. Yeah. And they come back positive. So then they come back and they obviously rang up. So Lisa – Isolated one end of the house yep. so they could stay, coming through the back door, no contact, blah, yep. blah, blah. Then they had the PCR test. T- took a, probably a week to come back. Yeah. In the meantime, they just kept on rapid testing every couple of days. And boy, um, they got back on a Tuesday. By Wednesday, it was out of their system. Oh, yeah, sorry, right. sorry, Saturday, it was out of their system. Okay. So they are fine, yeah. Oh. Didn't feel crook. Didn't get crook at all. That's good. There has been a lot of people that have been pretty crook. Mm, yeah. yeah, I did, yeah. I'd look, it's just funny, you know, like – I was talking to a guy yesterday, his wife and son have got it. Mm. Now, obviously, he sleeps in the same bed as his wife. Mm. Hasn't caught it. No. It's it's, like, it's really strange, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's but, but that whole confined, like if you're going to be heavy breathing, like dancing, yeah. dance floors, mosh pits, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be, where you are heavy breathing all yeah. the time, obviously that's going to spread the virus a bit quicker. But I, I don't think the fear factor is there anymore. Because I don't think it is either. Everybody's got it, or whoever's got it hasn't been, been double vaccinated. Yeah. Or even though people haven't been vaccinated, it's caught it, mm. and they'll probably be a little bit sicker. Mm. And but they've pulled through. Yeah. Um. It all depends what other health issues you got. Correct. Say, and I know? think it's there's a lot, and they are saying, and I said this last week when we spoke to Gatto that. They they are focusing a lot more and saying that the healthier you are, the healthier lifestyle yeah. you lead, the better you'll fare when you do get in, it. Life in general, yeah, of course it? it is. Of course you know, it is. Life in general, if you're gonna, yeah, keep fit, keep active, yeah, you're gonna live longer. Hopefully. Exactly. Isn't that the? You'll handle life a lot better generally, well, won't you? You'll, mm. you'll make thirty nine not out. <laughs> wow, it's not a hundred though, is it? I would have made a hundred. Oh, oh, would you? Okay, all right. Oh, mate, if I open I don't. Dis- I don't. I, I keep on telling them boys down there that if they open me, I'll make a hundred. Well, why don't you tell your brother-in-law to put you in as opening batsman? Because I'm the finisher. Oh, my God, okay. They only want me to face ten overs. That's all, right. all they want me to face, not even. Uh, I'm the finisher. Well, maybe that'll be – maybe that strategy might be re-thunk this week perhaps. You, nah. you play Ogun at home this week, yeah? Um, yes. Mm. They, they touched us up last time, actually. Yeah. But I didn't play. Mm. That's why. Time to finish. Time to finish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what else is happening, Donnie? Um, what else is happening? Um, tell me, um, what's going on? Um, I don't know. I really wanted to talk to you about the cricket and uh, the storm, really. That's your purpose. Oh, I can go now. <laughs> yeah, you're done now. We're actually going to talk to Anne Webster about the um, Tongan tsunami Issue. Oh, shit, yeah, that was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. Mm. And if you've had a look at um, the satellite imagery of Tonga at the moment, like it's a little flat island yeah. and after that tsunami's come through, it's literally cut it in half. But did you see it on um, the when the actual eruption happened in sea? The way yeah. Far out. Yeah. It was pretty freaky. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, yeah, I was like, that's, and, that's unreal. And you want to hear something freaky, and I don't usually read too much into stuff like this, but – I'd had a dream last week, and I know I sound like my Italian grandmother would always ring us on a Sunday saying she'd had a bad dream. Anyway. But if you had a bad dream, it means good's going to happen. Correct. That's anyway, what they reckon. Yeah, it? she'd or tell me you... she had a bad dream, then she'd give me a $100 note. So whatever, I'd just sit there and listen to her. I have a bad dream every night. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so I had a bad dream about murky water and me jumping into it and landing on my head, and I felt like I needed to warn someone. So I just said to Luke, make sure no one's jumping into dams. I said, I feel like this is a warning. I said, I remember dreaming about the Thailand tsunami years ago, like 20 years ago, probably more. And I very vividly dreamt of that the week before it happened. And we were talking about this tsunami and I said, I don't think it was a dream about a tsunami. I don't, I just feel like it's, you know, a water safety message in this dream. (laughs) And then literally two days later, another tsunami happens. Yeah. Freak. Freak. You're a freak. And Luke didn't – I don't think Luke knew what to say. He was just kind of like, um, yep, 
<laughs> Move on. <laughs> so, yeah. So Might strange. Have to put you on one of those shows. Didn't you do still another show not long ago? Yeah. Yeah. Hard what? quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's going to be on yet though. It hasn't you been on TV. Money out of this? Or what? Nah, not out of hard quiz. But yeah. you do get a big, big brass mug. Wow. I know, and wow. it's engraved. And I still haven't got the big brass mug. I don't know if they send that to you before the show airs or Did you after. Win? Well, you can't say. I can't really say. Yeah. But it will be worth. Um, Where's that? What channel is that on? ABC. Nobody watches that. Tom, no. Well, Charlie does. Charlie was <laughs> so Charlie came with me. Right. Oh, did he? Yeah. So he was my plus one because you could take one person as an yeah. audience member. So he came along. It was filmed at um, ABC in South Bank in Melbourne. And Charlie loves Tom Gleason, right? Tom You know what? Yeah, Charlie's yeah. a bit left of centre. It's it's fine. Mm. It takes all <laughs> it takes all sorts. Actually, I had someone tell me the other day their favorite podcast when they listen to this is The Three Amigos, you, me and Charlie. Yeah, no, we, we bounce off each other. <laughs> it's a shame it takes us so much to get in the same room. Anyway, so Charlie came with me. And not only does he love Tom Gleeson, but he also loves Lane Owen Woodley. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting there, one of the other contestants expert subject is Lane Owen Woodley. Yeah. So we're sitting there doing the banter at the beginning of the episode with this chick and Tom, and then all of a sudden there's some ruckus up in the audience, and who's sitting up there? Charlie. Charlie. And it, behind Charlie, Lane Owen Woodley. Oh, no. Yeah. I think Charlie lost his collective mind and a bit of wee magic. Charlie had to go, yeah, Charlie had to go get toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Charlie. He's not here to defend himself. And he has started listening when he's not on. Uh, Poor kid. So I don't listen. I don't listen to the podcast. Why not? I don't well, know, I just don't. You experience it when you're here. Yeah. I just, I'll probably haven't listened to the one since we had Sido on. Oh, really? Yeah. That got a lot of listens, actually. Yeah, well, More than he's normal. A, he's, a, he's a legend. So. He's going to Bangladesh. Going back, is he? He's going back to coach in Bangladesh. Didn't you see that over – you're really disengaged with life over summer, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I don't – I don't. I just, I'm living under a rock at the moment. Mm. So. Yeah, no, he's going back to coach in Bangladesh. I don't, even know, I don't even know what kids look like anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> – I only see, only see my son because I tell him to go and do some work. <laughs> two girls. He'd be loving think, being was, home on school holidays, oh, wouldn't he? He won't go back to school. That's a problem. He's uh, only, what, 13, 14? 13. Just turned 13. Oh, no, he be 14 this year. Yeah. He's yeah. got two, what, two more years left of school before he can. Oh, cut. He will get to year 10. Yeah. And then there'll be a full-on argument between him and his mother because she'll want him to keep going. Yeah. And he'll say no and I'm not getting involved because <laughs> – but you'd be able to put him on an apprenticeship. Yeah, you? Oh, we can. But I'd like him to go to school as far as he can. Yeah. Like, yeah, the block's always going to be there. Yeah. You know, just go. Maybe he might come something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, wait and see. But hates his cricket. Does he? Absolutely hates it. Why? Won't even, even come to cricket. Why does he hate cricket so much? Never grew up with it. Basketball and football, that's it. Yeah, right. Is he any good at basketball? I've never, I don't think I've actually yeah, ever seen him play. Nah, he's all right. I don't know. Well, he goes okay. Yeah. Hmm. Basketball starts again next week, doesn't it? Yeah, so that's what I was going to talk about is that um, the All-Stars game. Yeah. When's that? That's on the, the 12th of February. I was going to say the 14th, but that's not, no. No, nah, 14th is Valentine's Day. That's why it's top of mind for you to get your mm. lovely wife something nice. Mm. 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 Uh-huh. Mm. No, 12th of February mm. is the All-Stars. Why are you thinking you're making an appearance? Yeah, how are you going to give you that? <laughs> how do you get a gift? I think you have to be actually registered with the team, Donnie. That's not hard. I'm just going to register. Well, exactly. You could get Okamos back together. Who's Charlie, on? Nordo, Luke, Mark Zapp. Oh, geez, we wouldn't win a game, would we? I don't think they won a game, even when they had Phil and Seth Connell playing for them. Oh, tell Phil Connell to go, right? Yeah, he goes all right. Seth is very good. Yeah. Very, very good. What's the footy guys? Heard? Uh, no, I haven't heard much at all. I know the netballers still don't have a coach. <clears throat> oh, I thought Stevie Bowden. No, he's going back to play big V basketball, oh, so can't commit. Good yeah. On. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing CBL. Yeah, for Swan with Hill. Swan Hill, yeah, and I've now goes that. back to Mildura. Yeah. Why'd you put your hand up? No. Do you think I've got time to coach netball as well? You want something done? Ask a busy person. Yeah, but no. What? And I'm not interested in coaching netball at all. They do need a male, I think. No, they don't. I reckon they do. No. Yeah, you'd be good for it, Donnie. No way. Why not? No way. I'll coach the kids and that's about it. Actually, we've got um, a few boys in a um, academy, St. Asia Academy. Yeah. From 14s right through to 16. Who's that? Um, in the 14s, there was Luca, Utica, Rafa Glaze, mm-hmm. Sam Costantino, mm-hmm. 
Um, Slutu Flies. Yeah. Um, Samuel. That was about Your it. Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the 15s, there was Julian Utica, Achilles, mm. whatever his hair pronounce his surname. Yeah. Um, Is he Sarah Dulles? Uh, no. No? I don't know what Achilles' last name is. Uh, and then there was Isaac Drulis. Yep. And shit, who was the other? Isaac Taylor was in the initial squad but didn't quite make it. Okay. Um, Ricky Safina. Yep. And then the 16s we had Pasquale DeLuca and John Oyanko make it. Yeah, right. So we're well, pretty fortunate. That's only, good. Only Isaac didn't make it and I just think that was – might have been a bit of politics why he didn't make it. Because there was a few guys there that could play his position, and I thought uh, I thought he was better than a couple. But anyway, I didn't have a say in picking that one. So, uh-huh. but um, yeah. So they start training again on I think it's February the eighth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Really Things good. will start to kick off again come first week of February after Australia Day. Mm, what's Uh-oh. the Australia Day celebrations happen with this COVID? So the Swan Hill one's been cancelled. The organising. What are you looking for? Can't you can't hear, hear anything. Can you hear me? That's yeah. better. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, yep. Yep. That's the must be the cord. Um, so the Swan Hill big one that they usually have at Riverside Park's been cancelled. Yep. Just the organising committee just feel like it's irresponsible to gather, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Which is fine. Um, Robinvale used to know having a joint one because no one put up their hand to take on the Australia Day committee from Julianne. Okay. Um, because she was pretty much the committee. Yeah. So they're having a joint one, which I think makes sense anyway. And I was speaking exactly. to Hody from um, Bell Ronaldshire Council yesterday. Yeah. And we were talking about it. We're like, it, it makes sense yeah. to have, you know, just have Australia Day over there, have Anzac yeah. Day here. Like, or just alternate it each yeah, year. Yeah, or case. alternate whatever. Yeah. It makes sense when we have – you know, a yeah. tight cross-border community, yeah. then we well, may as well. That was our spill when the corona thing was here. That's exactly it? right. Oh, we're cross-border. We're, yeah. yeah. We do everything together. So, yeah. yeah. So let's keep let's keep doing yeah. things together. So Robinvale Houston is on. It's a bit later though. That starts at 11 o'clock and the presentations I think are at 1.30. Okay. Which I can't get to because I've got to do citizenship ceremonies here. Do you reckon I should nominate for Citizen of the Year since I'm made 39 <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah, for Citizen of the Year this year. Next year. So when I? the nominations come out in December. What are you nominated for? Surely you I got, don't get nominated for anything. Surely. What you for? You got nominated for something. Nah, never. Never. Nah. Never. And I don't think it would be appropriate, to be honest. No, you'd have to, like, say, sorry, I can't do it, but as soon as I'm not mayor, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, who so is, who is the, nominated for citizens of our year? I know, but I'm not going to say just yet. Well, well because what, how, surely they know if they're nominated. Well, I know one does. At least one does. Because they've got to be because told. I, well, because I said, you, you've got to go. He goes, oh, I'll be there anyway. So okay, Luke good. got nominated? No, Luke won it last year. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm only 12 months No, behind. Luke won it last year for his 42K campaign, okay. you twit. All right. Um, and I think this year will be interesting. But anyway, so the Robinvale Euston one is on, Menangatang is on, and I'm there to be guest speaker in the morning. That is a breakfast at the swimming pool, yep. which I, I think Luke was guest speaker there last year. <laughs> It's a revolving door between me and my husband. Um, Nia Nia West United, uh, they're not the footy club. Nia Nia West are having theirs. Uh, Boundary Bend are having one. (laughs) Warren Ain's being cancelled. So there's still a few around. Why don't they just have one in Swan Hill and be done with it? Because Swan Hill's still like an hour and a half away. What, from Boundary Bend? No, but Menangatang, so these community groups, so Boundary Bend. Menangatang's fair enough. Yeah, Menangatang have a great little improvement group, Menangatang Improvement Group, and they do a great job every year. Warrenee, Naya. Because they've all got their little community groups and they organise everything and, yeah, so. I suppose if someone wants to organise it. Exactly, exactly. So, you know. The other thing that I can mention, um, Interleague, Rage Interleague's not going ahead this year. Oh, Why? I don't Why? know. Why? Oh, it could be really controversy and just like pay out on the league here. But anyway, um, oh, they just said that they want to have a full year with no interruptions because um, obviously the last couple of years have been interrupted by COVID. So they want to um, have no interleague, which is very disappointing because I know a lot of younger kids that were played in it last year were looking forward to playing in it again. And now Whoa. So, oh, they're saying they're going to put it back on the agenda 2023, but it's Once dead, it's off, it never comes back. Exactly what I said to them. It's all done and dusted. You'll never have it again. No. So, I was disappointed because really enjoyed that last year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to be on. They apparently seek the opinions of the nine league presidents. And what do you think the, line, the nine league presidents said? 
Of course they're all going to say no. They don't want to lose their players, of course. So, and you can't blame them for that. Oh, no, that's that's exactly right. If I was president of a footy club, I'd probably say the same thing. Yeah. But they could have asked that 50 years ago. It would have been the same answer. Correct. So, and they could ask it in 10 years' time and it'll exactly. be the same answer. You know, and then there was a few other proposals that I didn't agree on. Um, and I said, well, I won't be coaching on those proposals. And um, What were they? Oh, they reckon make it under 23. I said, that's – Like a development squad? Yeah, I said at the end. What for? I said at the end of the day, I said, well – the best on ground for Sunraysia was 32 years old last year. Yeah. Now, why would not give him the opportunity to play again? That's exactly right. And then you got to – so we'll take Ricardo, for yeah. example, at 18 years old, plays in the interleague and wants to play against the best – play with the best players. That's right. And learn off them. Yeah. Now, if he's going to play just with 23-year-olds, you think he's going to be interested? No, that's right. So yeah. You're not going to learn much – like you're not looking up to a 23-year-old at Then 18. the proposal was uh, maybe the clubs nominate three players and you still have – Home and away on a Saturday plus interleague. I was like, no, that's not going to work. No. <laughs> so, no, it's not going to work. It's disappointing because they've the Majora Council put all this money towards that new oval. Could uh-huh. have been a marquee game on a Saturday night yeah. or Friday night. Yeah. We had North Central, who was very keen that we bet last year to come down and mm. redeem themselves. Mm. Um, and what the most disappointing thing is probably the league, same thing. The league didn't really put much effort into it. There's a bloke by the name of Jeff Hoskin. Mm hmm who his son passed away playing footy and he there's a medal named in his honour for Interleague. Right. He um, He's actually on the league and that's his portfolio and he raised $10,000 for merchandise and all that kind of stuff. He does a power load of work. Yeah. So the league really didn't have to do much. Um, and that's what disappoints is because they had myself and Vince Utica, Ben Ridley um, and Hocko that are dedicated to it. Yeah. Players that wanted to play now. And they've just decided to can it. Now they it. So, you know, it's disappointing because the younger players, there was one bloke in particular, He uh, his name is uh, uh, Finn Alice Castle, his name was. He was yep. from Majura. Mm. He um, he wasn't in the initial 22 when we picked the side. He come in because someone pulled out on a Friday. Yeah. Now, he wanted to play Pioneers, but he couldn't get his time trial under seven minutes, his 2K time trial. Yeah. He played well in the interleague. Yeah. Played Pioneers. Yeah. Ended up playing VFL footy as yeah, a top right. player last year. Now, that opportunity wouldn't happen unless he played interleague footy. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what annoys me is that, yeah, you know, blokes like Ricardo, James and a few other young kids want to play the best they can. And in this league, it's interleague footy. Mm. You know, they play well. They might get a Guernsey in SANFL or somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing and um, I'm passionate about it. It was one of my passions and I just said to the guys in charge, well, look, Got to take the umpire's call. You don't want to have it. Fair enough. But yeah. I don't think you'll ever get it going again. No. So. And you're right. I don't think they will either. No, it's once, done it once you kill it. Like, look at State of Origin on a, you know, VFL, AFL level. But you have a look last year. A lot of leagues didn't play interleague mm. and they didn't, not, they're not playing this year either. No, so, of course they won't. Yeah. And it is a lot of work. Yeah. But if you've got a committee that oh. love to do it and, and you've got someone that's dedicated to it. And the players. For last last year, they were they did miss a training session. They were yeah. keen. They were keen as much. We made it a little, a nice little culture and like yeah. a little club within the you know, the nine clubs, and mm. it was great. You know, like the celebrations afterwards, the, you know, the bus trip home, and that was unbelievable. Yeah, so, well, they are the best bus trips, oh, aren't they? Tori yeah. always still talks. It was about funny. The it was a night of uh, Mick Fakari's fortieth. Oh yeah. So we all ended back <laughs> yeah, at the office. Right. <laughs> on Mick, uh. pissing up on Mick. So oh well. Yeah. Good but, on you. Yeah, no, that's another thing. Um. But yeah, the, I think they've started footy training again here, by sounds of it. Have they? I think they started on Monday night. Okay. Yeah, Monday, Wednesdays. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't know that. No one tells me anything. Haven't heard about recruits or anything like that. So. No, I haven't either. And mm. you, last year and the year before, Phil was feeding through stuff for socials, mm. but I've heard nothing. Yeah, yeah. So. No. Oh, no news is good news. Maybe. Yeah, that's it. Maybe he's going to come out soon and say we've recruited – Ten players. Ten players, yeah. yeah maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The netball change rooms are finished, though. That looks good. So that's there. good. Yeah. Actually, um, I had my third jab. Yeah. My booster down there when the Bendigo Health was there. Yeah. Got talking to some of the nurses in there. They yeah. were really, really impressed with the facilities around the whole yeah. um, leisure centre and netball courts. They yeah. said it's unbelievable. Yeah. So we're pretty lucky and it's, fortunate to have that. And it's going to be the construction on the new leisure centre starts in March. Cool. So that'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully basketball won't be finished by then. We'll mm. soon find out. Oh, basketball but, finishes in March. Yeah. Footy will start April and yep. footy draws out. Uh, we play first week in April. Yeah, okay. First God, it comes around so quick, doesn't it? I'm not, I don't miss it. <laughs> no, no, you don't get time to miss it. You don't miss it. But, um, no. Oh, anyway. yeah, well, right. um, I might just grab this. Um, I've got to go to the toilet. I might read about you in the Majora living. <laughs> um. 
That's more information than I've ever needed ever in my life. I don't life. know. You told me you went through everybody there at the oh, start of the conversation. Stop so. it. You're completely taking me out of context. No, this is supposed to be it. a media where you don't get taken out of context. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about you. But um, happy picking, everybody. I'll talk to you in May. <laughs> Do you want to come closer to the microphone so they can actually hear I'll you? I'll talk to you in May. <laughs> no. well, hopefully, hopefully we've uh, made enough money to pay for chemical bill. <laughs> <laughs> What's Roundup at at the moment? Oh, about 400 bucks for 20 litres. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Well, I'll just, just let the weeds grow now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I know. Oh, mate, just nah. mm. Don't worry about where to sort it. Dirty blocks you still picked, don't worry about it. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Righto, right. Johnny, thanks for coming. Right, I'll make Talk 100 this week for everybody. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> See, ya. See ya. I will too make 100 if I get enough overs. Time for some boring old politics, but it does affect you, so pay attention to your federal member for Mali, Dr Ann Webster. Obviously not an in-depth interview like it would be with me, Nicole Garner, respected journalist, award-winning, internationally renowned. Apparently anyone with a microphone can do an interview these days, so go for it. It's a pleasure, finally, to welcome back Dr Anne Webster. Dr Webster, it's been a little while. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all the rest of it. How are you? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you. <laughs> uh, you have been all over the place of late, haven't you? Yes, Yes, indeed, I have. And, uh, yep, I sometimes wonder where I am. <laughs> but, yes, I've been in Canberra. I've been down just this week uh, with David Littleproud to Lane Coop and, uh, yeah, the fires down there, mm. of course. Uh, and, yeah, look, various things. We've got the Deputy Prime Minister here tomorrow, um, I'm on three public inquiries at the moment with many public hearings and I've been in Canberra for that. So I'm missing three days of another one at the moment. It's sometimes just difficult to keep on top. Yeah, I bet. It, mm. I suppose it pays to have a good team around you to help keep you on top and manage things, doesn't it? There is that. Mm. There is that. Mm. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have a very good team, seriously. And... Uh, uh, yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> you look back over the last two and a half years and you think, wow. Where's it gone? You know, where's it gone? And the number of um, challenges that the world has faced, but Australians have faced mm. and Victorians have faced, and as we have discussed on many occasions, regional Victorians have faced, and being in a border community, you know, I mean, one one positive good piece of news is that the borders are open, except Western Australia. Yeah, well, exactly. And I'm really hoping to get to Western Australia later this year. So um, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being trying not to be too optimistic, but that is a positive. Um, and from what I can tell, there's a few growers that have started picking table grapes this week, and despite a bit of the hail, um, which really hit. Euston, um, not so much as a few on this side of the river, but um, Donnie was saying and has said, he's on the record, I've recorded it, saying that he's pretty optimistic. So, and if Donnie says it, then happy days. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, look, there aren't too many farmers who are worried or concerned about their harvests. What they're worried about, as in the fruit or the grain or the whatever they're picking, um, the issue is workforce. It remains workforce. And, you know, hence the desperate need for the Ag Visa to get signed off. We're still waiting for those bylats. Um, Minister Payne, please. Um, and we will have people in the country. In in addition, of course, we have, of course, the Pacific Labor Scheme and the Seasonal Worker Program. And, you know, I'm still working with departments on ensuring that what is wrong with that um, process is remedied and dealt with. Um, you know, some of the exploitation, someone rang me yesterday about the same thing again and, Mm. It's just you know, an ongoing, fairly yeah. entrenched issues that I we you know we just need to get dealt with. Yeah, frankly, yeah, we really do just need to get it dealt with so we can 
move on in a more productive manner. But I did have another uh, grower ask me last week or the week before whether the ag visa was going to be up for for grape season. Um, so there are people that are really waiting on it. They're aware of it. They're not really aware, and this won't be across the board, but there are some, obviously, that just don't even know where to start. Um, so what is your best advice for where to start? They need to register uh, that they want workers. Um, they, they've got their processes. You know, you've got to remember that the Ag Visa is styled on the SWP, so you need to get your applications in because they take time to work through. Um, for the people who haven't done that, and um, yeah, start looking out for those workers, and so that you're ready to roll when the time comes. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um that, and I suppose it's the, it's the smaller mum and dad growers that may, may not have big agents or um, aren't part of a group and, and things that – but I suppose the, the take-home message there is just get registered. Where do we go to do that? Is it just the Department of uh, – is it DFAT? Is it – where do we register? It's a really good question. I think it will be the Department of Employment. Okay. It gets really quite – Mm, you know, it's all hand in glove because you've got the Department of Ag, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, the Department of Employment and Education. Um, I think it's fundamentally those three and uh, who actually manages, who's going to manage the Ag visa. It's a very good question. <laughs> I will look into it. Okay, that would be terrific. While we're talking about um, foreign affairs and stuff, let's discuss quickly um, the tsunami in Tonga. And obviously we have a very large Tongan community here and I have lots of Tongan friends who I did contact over the weekend going, oh, my gosh, have you heard anything? Mm-hmm. And, of course, their answer's the same. You know, we can't – we haven't heard anything because the comms cable's been cut. So have you had any updates on that at all? Yeah, the people can, uh, not on the comms cable, no, I have not, um, but people can contact DFAT um, and uh, find out about families or loved ones that they want to know about. And that number, for those who don't know it already, is 1300 535 135, or you can ring 02. 02- Six two six one double three oh five, which is in Canberra. So the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade will be able to advise on various things, including, um, yeah, comms cable and hopefully have names of people who are have been impacted. Yeah, right. It is a mm. shocking, and this is. I mean, obviously, Australia and New Zealand have um, foreign aid agreements with with the Pacific Islands, including Tonga. So there is assistance yep. on the way. How's that all going? Have you had any updates there? Uh, I'm just scanning the information that I have in front of me. I'm not going to pretend to know it off the top of my head. Um, Australia has provided an initial package of a million dollars to meet urgent humanitarian requests from Tonga uh, and further assistance if required. Um, Three RAAF aircraft departed Australia to conduct aerial surveillance on the 18th, 17th and 18th. Um, I think we've seen photos Mm. of what they've they've been witnessing. uh, the two Tonga's two Guardian class patrol boats and the landing craft have all been gifted by Australia, are undamaged and have been deployed. Um, and then additional supplies on a C-130 has been pre-positioned for humanitarian supplies and requests. The HMAS Adelaide is repositioning to Brisbane in order to be ready to respond. And this is all dated on the 19th, by the way, so it's yesterday. Mm. Um uh, and we're coordinating with New Zealand and France to support Tonga. So it would seem that we are talking to France again. That's oh, good. That's good that we're friends again. How lovely for oh, us. I know, mm. playing in the sandpit. Um, so, yes, that is good news. And it just goes to prove that a lot of the media hype yep. around global relationships, you've really got to, got to take with a grain of salt because there is always good work being done between 
uh, like-minded nations, including France. Mm, I think um, there's a very important message there in the first part of that sentence, and you have to take what the mainstream media are telling you most of the time on most topics with a grain of salt. Because yes, it's not quite as bad as social media, got to say. No. That would be like two grains of salt with social media. but <laughs> a killer um, of salt. Yeah, look, I think sometimes the beat-ups are for a good headline. Yeah. I'm not telling anyone that what they don't know. Mm. Um, and, yeah, look, hopefully there's some good news coming out of Tonga soon. Mm, hopefully. Well, you'll keep us up to date, no doubt, on that, won't you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk quickly. There's been a couple of press releases out of your office this week about the pest, weed, uh, pest and weed funding um, that David Littleproud announced while he was in the area. Quick question on that. It was $20 million, wasn't it? 20 million thereabouts. How is that funded? Because a few people have asked that that's great that it, that it is being funded. It, is it rolled out to people to apply for these contracts? Is it given to councils? How is it funded? Do you know? Uh, that was asked of the minister when we were down in Horsham this week. Uh, and he gave a fairly vague, fluffy answer. Can I give the same one? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, fundamentally, it uh, the the details are yet to be, you know. Okay. Given. Right. Okay. Fundamentally, mm. but what I can say is that um, nine point three million has been distributed. Oh, it has. Okay. Um, yeah. In uh, my understanding, is nine point three has been distributed in Mali. So again, I need to get the details mm. and uh, come back to you on that. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Let us know the showman funding. This is a great one because I love an ag show, and the Robinvale Euston ag show is still very much the traditional ag show where. Um, where those, you know, people might come if you're looking to go and show jump at, you know, with your dogs or your horses. I don't know much about that side. I just like to go and watch it because it's entertaining. But a lot of people will come to our show to get their points to go on to Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide. So this funding is terrific and will certainly hopefully help those ag shows, especially ones like ours, keep running. Well, yes, it does. And the uh, we met up with some show uh, women down in Horsham and they let us know that 75% of people who go through ag shows are going for the side alleys and for the Ferris wheel and for the spinning things that make you sick. You and know. the Dagwood dogs. Let's yeah, the Dagwood dogs. which also make you sick. You know, so <laughs> there are people who go to spend money on that kind of event. So it's actually a critical part of the various shows that happen or haven't been happening over the last couple of years. So it adds to the funding that's already been provided to the ag shows themselves. This funding is going to specifically to the showmen and women to pay for their um, plot that yep. they lease or hire while they're on the ag show so they can go without wearing those costs. Um, and some of it will be going to registration of their trucks. And oh, no, I take that back. I take that back. I'm remembering that incorrectly. Uh, Minister Littleproud wanted the states to step up and provide that funding. How could I even suggest for a moment that the federal government would also do that? No, we'd like the states to step up and provide the registration for the trucks. Well, that would be nice. It would be nice too if the states would put more money into their road maintenance program too to fill up some potholes rather than try and reduce the speed limits once again. Wouldn't that be nice? I I just think you're asking too much. (laughs) Am I? Am I really? Am I really, though? I wouldn't have thought so. This infuriates me so much. And I did see, did you see Steph Ryan's article in the Herald Sun over the weekend? I haven't yeah, posted yeah. that. Let's on. Reduce, let's re, the, the state government's response is let's reduce the speed limit rather than actually fixing the roads. Yeah. Oh, what a great idea, said nobody who lives in regional Victoria. Exactly. And that's exactly what everyone said who lived in Robinvale, Monangatang and everywhere in between when they tried to do it with our road already. Yeah. Yep. Great idea. Doesn't work. Speaking of which, no. there's, they were supposed to reconstruct that road or at least do some maintenance of it. And that hasn't happened either, but that's... that's. 
It was a nice announcement. Mm. Um, yeah, no, the roads, I mean, I just travel, as you know, I travel a few kilometres on the roads in uh, Mali and even the Calder Highway has just been broken to bits. No truckie is going to want to hear me say this, but honestly, the damage is extraordinary in some parts, particularly I'm thinking of just north of Bridgewater. Um, some of the other highways, Sunraysia Highway, Wimmera Highway, Henty Highway, they're all in desperate need of funding. Mm. And and funding uh, for things that actually make a difference. The Murray Valley Highway yeah. is another perfect example yes. of barriers yep. that, you know, take 18 months to build for no real reason and yet there's potholes. A caravan today has come off the back of a car because it's hit a major pothole down near Swan Hill. And yet they've spent, you know, I can't remember the figure of money that went into the barriers at Lake Boga, between Lake Boga and Kerrang. It just seems ludicrous that money is going into things that are just not practical. Make the roads safer rather than just spending money for the sake of it. But anyway, try and get some zen back. The federal election, can we touch on this really quickly? Do we know? Is there is there any whisper of when it might be? Does Barnaby know if he's going to be here tomorrow? Does he have any idea? No. No. He he makes it quite clear that uh, it is absolutely the um, prime minister's call, uh, and so we just really have to wait on the prime minister. Nobody else has a say in it at all, and um, I I think that's. You know, obviously the Prime Minister is going to be working to um, ensure that it's optimal logically. Nobody is going to go to a poll if they don't feel they're going to actually have a chance. Mm. Um, But, yeah, look, in Mali I already have six people that I'm aware of who are standing um, as candidates Interesting. Are there any, um, I don't want to say repeat offenders, but are there any that have that have stood before? Are you aware of? The candidates uh, who have stood before have not put their hands up yet. Okay. Interesting. So my, my thinking is that there will be more. Inter- and it probably, w- there probably will be more, but when the election is actually called. Do you think, and my thinking is, when the optimum time arises, it will be six weeks. Once the announcement's made, it'll be six weeks from then. He's not going to drag it out any longer, I don't think. I don't think. Mm. Uh, my, my, look, my personal guess is that we will have two, two weeks of sitting in February. Uh, we will go away. We'll come back for budget. And then uh, the Prime Minister will go and see the Governor-General. Now, I have absolutely no foundation for why I think that. It just seems to be reasonably logical to me. Mm. Logic doesn't tend to play a lot of part in politics, though, does it? Very often. Well, you you raise an important issue. <laughs> I do. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, interesting times. And, uh, look, it would be great to get through the Omicron. It would be great to get all the rats out there, um, in another time, people would wonder what the heck I'm talking about, but I think most people know what I'm talking about. Mm, I Just have so. this feeling. Mm. Um, and for really Australia to be well and truly boosted and let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Have you had your third shot yet? Fourth. Fourth? You four yes. times done. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm four times done because uh, because I'm immunocompromised. I had to get a um, third shot. Oh, interesting. Which was back in, I don't remember when. And, um, yeah, I've just had my booster, so. Excellent. Well, we have got another clinic in Robinvale. We've been really lucky. RDHS have done an amazing amount of work getting clinics here. We've got another one to do uh, 5 to 12-year-olds on Monday and then right. an adult booster clinic again. So, And that tells me just, again, logic tells me from their past clinics that they'll be back again in six weeks to do the second shots for the five to 12 year olds um, and more boosters, which is good. Well, my, my uh, understanding is that the five to 12 year old, five to 11 year olds can get a second shot after three weeks. Three weeks. See the timelines mm. keep changing. Yes. Anyway, I've but, had mine. You know, people, people need to check that, but that's, uh, I've read that today somewhere and I thought, oh, okay. Mm. 
That's interesting. I haven't read that yet, but uh, granted, I haven't been looking at it. I've just made my appointment for my six-year-old and uh, happy days. No doubt he'll need some sort of big reward after. He is not a fan of pain nor needles. So, uh, what no. I... Yeah. No, one other thing, uh, when you have been driving around, because you have been doing some miles of late, even before December, and there was a uh, photo of you in, it must have been in Tempe, when the Robinvale Euston Cricket Club were playing Tempe a little while ago, just before. And your husband was there. He was there, and he copped a massive fine because the president of the club overheard him introduce himself to you as Jade's husband. So, of course, that cops a $20 fine for the end of season trip. Why? I Well, I don't know. Again, this is a, a, a Tom Lister logic that any man who has to introduce himself as his wife's husband deserves a fine. And I went, you know what? You've changed, Luke. At least you knew who Anne was. Go you. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. I was pretty impressed that he he definitely introduced himself that way. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So he's not getting out of it now. But um, the boys have actually done really well, given it's their first season back after 16 years. So. Hopefully. 16 years. 16 years of dormancy. Yeah, you didn't, didn't tell me that story. No, well, they have. this is their first season back and cr- new cricket clubs just don't come back. Cricket clubs, footy clubs, net, you know, community clubs fold more often than not rather than be reignited. So the boys yeah. have done a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and they did and, enjoy um, your visit. It was so hot that day. I said, you have got to be mad to be standing out there. Yeah. Mad. Mm-hmm. That's why they say that, isn't it, about the um, out and only mad dogs and Englishmen stand out in the noonday sun. Yeah, exactly. And th- that's absolutely accurate. But they did enjoy your visit. They were very excited afterwards. They were like a group of <laughs> giddy school kids afterwards to think that their federal MP would come to their cricket. But they were very impressed. So, So thanks for that. No worries at mm. all. Very mm. happy to drop by. Mm. Even though you it costs Luke two hundred dollars. We were uh, launching a little jewellery shop in Tempe. A jewellery shop in Tempe. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's interesting. Yes, it uh, it is. Um, because Tempe, was. yeah, Tempe has that little strip of shops, and I haven't been there for a long time. Clearly, I didn't go that day, um, but they do have that little strip of shops. And I thought, you know what? Actually, years ago, I must have been on the Murray to Moyne bike ride or something, and I ro- I rode through there. And after that, I wrote a letter to Julie Bishop with an idea to, and I never got a reply. I was heartbroken, but I, with an idea to repopulate these Mallee towns that still have all the infrastructure and the commercial things and um, with refugees. It was around the time of the, or not long before the Syrian crisis. And I wrote a letter to Julie Bishop saying, we've got these towns that are dying. Let's repopulate them. Bring us all your refugees. We'll take them. So, but I never got a reply. I mean, it is such a positive thing. You look at what's happened in Nil. Mm. I haven't uh, been that's just extraordinary. Yeah. And it is it's all these little Mallee towns, even Sea Lake to a point now that they've got a product to push and their pub is run by the community. So, of course, you're going to support a community venture and things like this. It is a wonderful thing to see what's happening. And I'm going for a drive around the district um, and down to Ararat actually next weekend. So I'm going to go for a good drive through the Mallee and just have a look around, see what else is happening. Well, Rapanyip's another uh, little town that has got a community um, LGA supermarket. So they've just built a supermarket, which, uh, yeah, the town has basically funded. And it is um, a really positive little venture. Honestly, communities that get together play well together and come up with ideas. It's amazing what they can achieve. Absolutely amazing. And it's a really surefire way to get local people to support it if you put money into it. 
Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Dr. Webster, I won't hold you up anymore. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful yeah. as always. You are very welcome. Always good to talk. And um, I, I will get back to you with those particular issues that we discussed. Excellent. We'll keep everybody informed between the both of us, no doubt. And I have to make a little correction. It wasn't Tempe. It was Lascelles and Sarah and Antonia oh. actually run the jewellery shop. In Lascelles, which is... In Lascelles. Probably not. I try and memorise the town names as I go through because they're quite little. Mm. So apologies, uh, girls, Lascelles. Lascelles. Yeah. Do you know, you don't remember the name of the jewellery shop? Mm, uh, Antonia's... Antonia's jewellery, maybe? Mm. Jewelry, yeah, Antonia's jewelry, something like that. Oh, you know what? Any new retail business in a small, tiny town is a good thing. Mm. I think adds a bit of well, excitement. They make the jewelry. They made me a beautiful little copper bracelet, um, and yeah, they're doing online work. It just goes to prove you can develop a business anywhere. Oh, absolutely, you can. You can be whatever you want to be up here mm, so mm. absolutely awesome thank you dr webster i will let you go you have yourself a wonderful weekend and enjoy your time with the deputy pm tomorrow thank you <laughs> i'm sad i can't make it myself but you know i've got other photo opportunities to do myself <laughs> <laughs> yep yep no it's going to be another busy day so mm. there you go enjoy that The Vale Podcast, living it up for Mildura Living Magazine, summer issue out now.